0: So, um, it's been a while since we've actually talked all of us. Um, I've started a chicken dating service. Uh, I'm just trying to make hens, hens meet.
1: <laughs> that good. That's good. Yeah. That's a keeper. I'm going to put that in my back pocket. <laughs> yep. <laughs>
0: So uh welcome back to another episode of As Dad as it gets now in uh HD uh 4K video. Um I I don't know where I was going with that, but we do have video now. So uh welcome to our faces. And <laughs> I am your we host started Larry. It today? Yeah. Well, we started it last time with uh with World Shaker.
2: Oh yeah. Um, I was but in town, but you weren't
0: you weren't there.
2: Nope. Yeah. Man, my wife's gonna be mad.
0: Yeah. Uh <laughs> and so with me is uh my two hosts, uh David and and not Tom. Tom is on sabbatical. John. Hello. And we have a guest today, uh another John from Village Wisdom. And uh John, so what? Other John, why don't you go ahead and tell us what exactly village wisdom is?
1: Yeah, so it's a book uh, curated from 30 prompts, one prompt a day for a month uh, from uh, six of us dads. We all were, were a pretty tight group, a pretty tight village, one could say. And uh, yeah man, we uh, you know we started answering or responding to prompts that you know, um wouldn't otherwise be questioned of us you know and uh and i think it's really exciting you know it, it it did a lot for me in writing it and and i think it did a lot for the five other dads as well and so i think it's an amazing resource especially for like new dads out there that haven't quite had that exposure and might not have that you know tight relationship with other dads to um you know be exposed to some of the things that we talk about in the book Um, and we're actually starting tomorrow, starting a mom's edition, which is crazy, but that's a whole nother path, man.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, it's, it's interesting to, because I mean, moms and dads, like the paths are parallel, but they're very different things and and it, it varies based on, on your child as well. Um, for sure. Which David will know him being both girl and boy, dad.
2: Yeah, my first did not prepare me at all for my second. <laughs>
1: is your oldest a boy or girl?
2: The oldest is a girl, and she is fantastic. Like she She's she's a sasshole, but other than that, she is fantastic. And like I have to get used to the sassiness because like she'll be sassy, but then she'll still go do it, and then I don't realize she's doing it. So then I yell at her, and then she's like, "But I'm doing it," and I'm like, "Oh, well, my bad." My apologies. I shouldn't have yelled the second time. My son just doesn't care.
0: (laughs) She's twelve, isn't she?
2: No, she's she's going to be ten. Don't make her older.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Ten going on twenty.
2: Don't do that to me. She's she's going to be ten, and my son is going to be five.
0: Nice. And and
2: oh, my oldest son to be five. mm
0: -hmm. The the other John, not not the guest John, host John. Um, that's going to get confusing. So, you also <laughs> so have. It's
3: that one. I, I do <laughs> have two as well, but I have it yeah. flipped. I have a seven year old son and a two year old girl. The two year old girl is two going on teenager. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That starts right away. Oh, yeah. yeah she, she's adorable. She's sweet. And then she gets sassy. And she's already, when she sasses, she already has the sass walk. <laughs> yeah, sure if sassing you, she'll do the walk. Yep, yes. I'm pretty sure it comes pre-programmed.
1: Yeah, yep, yeah, 100. I don't hopefully thought, they understand never how, how
2: that's in someone's DNA, but it is.
1: <laughs> hopefully, they never lose it. You know, I want mine to be sassy as hell for the rest of her life. You know.
0: Oh yeah, you you want that attitude so that they can take on the world. Oh yeah,
3: I, I love the fact. It's that just my, not towards me. My, my son. Why is... can't I have this double standard? My son gets terrified of a lot of things and anything that scares him. My daughter is instantly like kill mode.
1: Yes. Like, that's the way. The,
3: the perfect example was one night I was taking her to bed and he was coming in to grab something. Lights were off. Storm outside. Lightning strikes. Thunder. He jumps and yelps. And my daughter goes into full what we call boo mode from Monsters, Inc., <laughs> and hands go up and she goes, wow, wow, and she just charges into the dark room, not caring what was in there. <laughs> but a scared brother, or Bro Bro she calls. Um, and see so she's just wow, I'm just
1: it was the best. There we go. Yeah. That's the way, man. So That's and, important.
0: And and guest John. Um you have three kids is
1: that uh right? so man we got a zoo here so i have have two (laughs) two human kids but we got three cats two dogs a snake a horse we're working on a donkey oh wow yeah we're gonna start charging admission to come in that front door
0: (laughs) yeah god i've got three dogs a cat and a daughter (laughs) Uh, so how long have you have you been a dad
1: yeah. So my kids, I got to think about this, do some math. Uh, my son's, <laughs> my son just turned nine. My daughter just turned seven. You know, they, uh, they're, it's funny because their birthdays are three days apart, but really it's like, you know, a year and 362 days. But my daughter likes to say that she's born first because her birthday's three days prior.
3: Yeah.
0: And I mean, you could just have a joint birthday party.
1: Yep. Yep. You know, the, so man, Talk about sore subjects. (laughs) This year, we didn't do that. Next year, we definitely will. We had, it was just a crap show this year. We tried to go fishing and I'm not a fisherman at all. Like I've never fished a day in my life, but my son absolutely loves it. Some of our friends that we hang out with go often and so they'll take him and I'll go, you know, I I can cast the line, but I I had to (laughs) like the day of his birthday party, I'm I'm looking up YouTube videos on how to tie a hook to a line. (laughs)
0: yeah
1: so we took it's, like we ended up taking like seven kids out and you know i'm getting all these hooks tied and by the time i tie all these hooks and i look up there's already two lines in the trees there's some kid <laughs> that's there's some kid with a gatorade bottle trying to catch minnows with the cap still <laughs> on <laughs> yeah, he's going
3: far a future was, CEO uh, <laughs> right there
1: he's not going
0: to college but <laughs> yeah. he's going far he's going you places. Kids,
3: I tell you. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm honestly surprised one of the kids didn't hook the other
1: kid. Like, yeah, I was waiting for it. Yeah. it Did not
3: happen. I thought, <laughs> did not I surprisingly wired with little kids. And fit. <laughs> yeah,
2: no. uh,
0: so for this this book project, what made you want to to start writing?
1: Yeah, you know it's it's so weird. I, I kind of like started journaling out of nowhere. You know, I, I started kind of doing it from like a. Very personal and selfish perspective. And, you know, I started just kind of writing. Like, uh, honestly, I kind of wanted to go down to explore like the self employment path, you know? And so I started like just riffing on software as a service ideas. And I, I'm in tech and I, I'm a self admitted nerd. And, uh, and I just love technology. And so I started kind of riffing on software as a service ideas and started, you know, writing constantly. And then I was like, you know, I, I just need to start a blog. And so I ended up starting a blog and I got about halfway through and, uh, and kind of thought of some of my friends that are dads and have kids. And, you know, I kind of thought like how amazing it would be to read my own dad's journal. You know, I think it would be really incredible. And, uh, and I was like, you know what, I'm just going gonna, gonna to do this blog and, you know, at the end of a year, I'll have enough to fill a book. I'll just print it out and give it to my two kids. Two copies can't be that expensive, you know. And, and I got a couple more paragraphs in and, uh, and I just had to put my phone. I've been right tapping this away on my phone. It's like the middle of the night. My wife's passed out. The cat's at the end biting my toes, you know. And, uh, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to reach out to some buddies and see if they want to do this with me. And, you know, we could probably do it a lot faster than a year. Um, and so I did, you know, it was like 11:30 close to midnight, and I texted one uh, And before and, and I'm a writer naturally. and so it's a long text, and so I go to copy and paste it to another friend just to see if he'd be into it. And before I could even paste it to the other friend, the first one was like, yeah, I'm in, you know. And so that that really blew me away and, and, and actually like committed me to it, <laughs> you know. And so uh, so we started down the path, you know, we ended up getting, uh those you know the six of us into it and it, it was tough you know at first it was like herding wet cats you know I'm like it's like day, <laughs> day six and I got some dads that are already procrastinating in a day or two late I'm like hey let's go let's go and uh and so we managed to get it all done pretty quick I think it's it, it might be a record time for a dad or a dad group writing a book uh in a month but I'll tell you editing took a lot longer but oh, yeah. uh I can imagine it was really remarkable. You know, w- one of the coolest things that I kind of saw really early on, it was like day three or four, and I didn't want to like introduce any bias into my writing, you know, so I didn't want to read any of the other dad's posts or responses. Uh, but at the same time, I wanted to make sure that they were, you know, following along with my like kind of prose and length requirements and make sure that they're kind of, you know, not using like shorthand or like LOL, you know, um, or or you know, dads have a, a tendency to write in emojis. <laughs> so I <just laughs> want to make sure that everybody's writing English words. And uh, and I read, uh, you know, I really struggled with it. I, did, I didn't want to read them, but I was like, I have to read at least one. And so I read one from each dad and it was all I could do to stop from reading the rest. Like it was just, I, I was blown away at some of these responses. You know, I was, I told them to be vulnerable and the more transparent that they could be, the better this whole project would turn out. So I assumed, you know, I had never done this before. I'm I'm a first time author, Um, but it was amazing. And by the time we got to the end and I was able to get through all of it, I mean, I was fighting back tears, man. It was tough. You know, I've known some of these guys for a long time. And uh, and one of the guys, you know, his wife, his family is him and his wife and his kids, Um, you know, watched our kids while we were, while they were younger and my wife and I were pursuing careers, you know, they, they, uh, uh, Javi's wife, Danny was a stay at home mom. And so she watched our kids, um, and basically raised them for us, you know? And, uh, and so they obviously mean a ton to us, but just, just to read some of his stories just kind of blew me away and was stuff that I would never ask him in like typical dad conversation, you know, on the sideline, at kids, baseball or soccer game, you know, but Um, when you really get deep with some of the people that, you know, it's, it's really incredible. It's fascinating.
0: Yeah. And it's interesting because, um, just the aspect, I mean, I don't think I've ever seen a a book with six authors really. Um, and so organizing that, I, I guess the other guys can, can attest to this when, when I'm organizing stuff for the podcast, I, I tend to get bossy and I try not to be, yeah um so did, did you have that problem at all <laughs> yeah like you know separating the the personal from the professional
1: it was tough you know i i my leadership ability was forged in the the good old u.s army right and so there you know you're you're taught like direct orders like you know the, the old knife hand like you'll do this now type deal um but uh i i don't think i was too pushy at or bossy. I mean, I, I've been pretty I, honestly, I've been flying by the seat of my pants, man. You know, this project started with like us just creating a book for ourselves. You know, originally this was just going to be, you know, six copies or maybe a couple extra. For some of us, one of the dads has eight kids. <laughs> so maybe a, <laughs> a few extras, right? Right. But, um, you know, it was just originally going to be for us. And then, you know, in just common conversation, you know, we'd be hanging out at the grill or whatever and uh it would come up in conversation somebody would overhear and be like what are you guys th- what are you guys talking about and like i really want to read that and so we we're like whoa like maybe we should like try this you know and so um we ended up kickstartering it or kick, kick- we used starting? kickstarter there <laughs> kickstarter.com and yeah, they're one not is. sponsoring us but yeah. um but it's basically a way of like crowdsourcing a, a funding of a project you know right. and uh, and it was successful and so you know once it hit that, that you know, it, it's red and then it's yellow, it, it, once it gets to 100%, it turns green. Once it turns green, it was like, wow, like this is becoming real. And I still remember, you know, and this has kind of been like becoming an author has kind of been in like a, a bucket list item for me. And so uh, I'll tell you, man, you know, we, we hit that green on Kickstarter and those books printed and I got the the UPS, uh, you know, shipping notification. Raced home I sat on the bed or on the tailgate of my wife's truck with a beer in hand just waiting for that ups driver to show up and I'll tell you it took me like about 25 or 30 minutes to actually walk in the house and man up because i I was crying like a schoolgirl dude like I, I was excited like beyond excited like super happy I just you know I, I honestly feel and and this is a bold statement I honestly feel this is going to change the world man it's, it, it, this is lightning in a bottle and it's crazy now. And the people that are going to listen to this tomorrow or when, whenever this gets pushed out, they're going to be like, this is the guy that's crazy, you know, but it's, you know, I, I saw a meme recently where, uh, uh, it was some kind of quote and I'm going to horribly misquote it, but essentially it's like, you know, when all the cattle are headed towards the cliff and falling off the cliff, the one that's running the other way, they call that person crazy, you know? And so I kind of, I, I identify with that cow, but I'm a bull, <laughs> you know, and, and I'm, we're going to change the world, man. This is the start of it. I think it's going to be really cool.
0: Yeah. I think anytime, um, especially a, a dad, uh, anytime they, be, they become vulnerable and show that side of them, it speaks to a lot of people because men aren't supposed to be that way. Yeah. Um, according to a lot of people. Not here. We I cry all the time. I, I cried earlier reading to my daughter. Um That's good. That's
1: good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's good. It's it's good to show emotion. I, I yeah I you still gotta be strong, but
0: <laughs> yeah. Man, yeah. No, no, <laughs> no, I mean like but. it's 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 a lot harder to say I feel this instead of being bottling it up like our parents did.
1: Yeah. Did you ever see uh, your dad cry? I didn't. No. Never? No. Sure didn't. Yeah. And, and I mean, honestly, I mean, I I didn't have the best. So I grew up in like a divorced household and my parents split when I was four, five, six. I don't know. I was super young. So I, I had the opportunity of having two dads, which, you know, most would look at divorce as like a failure. But I, from my perspective, I went from having one dad to two, you know, so cool, (laughs) you know, (laughs) but like, you know, I didn't have a very close relationship with either of them growing up. And so I feel like, you know, this book is my opportunity to be a little closer to my kids, you know? And honestly, like, I think what you guys are doing is great. You know, for um, Mother's Day, my wife got a video sent to her, and she's talked about this video for years and years. We've been together for 15 years. She's talked about it since day one, um, about her, you know, she was four or five, six, around that age, uh, Christmas time, and somebody had... Uh, this might date me, but somebody had a VHS recorder. I don't know if you guys know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> no, but giant monstrosity on someone's yeah, shoulder. Yeah, somebody taped extra it. Backpack. <laughs> somebody taped a Christmas one year of her. You know, she was really tiny, and uh, and she was orphaned really young. You know, I think she lost both parents by the time she was twelve or thirteen, and so uh, you know, getting the chance to hear to hear this gift uh this gift of her parents voices you know i would never met her parents obviously um but hearing her parents voices was on i mean that's pretty darn close to life-changing for me and i didn't even know them, you know and so i think you know the ability to leave a legacy i think we're doing that with this book and we're going to do it with the podcast that we fire up um but what you guys are doing here on a day in day out basis and leaving that 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 fingerprint in time so that your kids can reference it later in life, it's amazing, man. It's really cool.
0: Yeah, and it hopefully our uh, our kids will listen to this <laughs> and
1: then
2: be like, "How <laughs> difficult it is to be a parent." Yeah,
0: <laughs> and they'll be like, "Dang, they talked a lot about us."
3: Right. <laughs> hopefully, are just a little the nursing home,
1: right? Yeah, I think it's great uh, though.
0: But so for the the prompts, um, what's an example of one one prompt in in the book?
1: Yeah, so one that I absolutely love, but before I tell my story, I really want to hear y'all. Uh, so I'm from Texas, uh, originally from New Jersey, so I really struggle with saying y'all, but um, I'm trying to, you know, we just got a horse, so I'm trying to wear the cowboy hat, you know, <laughs> say y'all. <laughs> I might start dipping and get some spurs. I don't know. Let's get crazy.
0: Some Wranglers. <laughs> yeah. I'm from Tennessee, so y'all is common.
1: There we go. But, um, yeah, so one of the prompts is what makes your kids so special? Like, what what makes them special? And I would love to hear each of your responses. Ready, go.
0: <laughs> David, you want to go first? Or?
2: So what makes mine special is they're so uniquely themselves, but then still so similar. Like, I mean, it's just like how my son can be just hell on wheels one second, and then the next second he's kind of coming up, snuggling with you, and... Daughter's the same way, right? She could be super sassy, and then she's like, but can I come lay with you guys? Like It's just fantastic. So it's just how they're uniquely
3: themselves. That's awesome. I can totally relate to your son being hell on wheels and just doing things that are immensely frustrating one moment, and then you're just about ready to get mad and snap, and then, no, he's actually now doing something incredibly good. He's being great to his little sister, or he's helping with this chore that no one told him to do, or... And you're like, oh, I, I can't get mad at you now because you're actually trying. And, you know, right.
2: It's so frustrating. Yeah. But
3: it's also, gr- you know, great that there is that good side. There's the yin and yang to them and everything. And yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'll, I'll go on with that for a while. And then, you know, my daughter, she's long too. So she's still developing who she is. But it's just, I don't know, they... they they warn you when you have a girl that, you know, they're going to get you wrapped around their finger and they are hundred percent. Correct. That <laughs> is true. Yeah. And my daughter is actually my bonus daughter.
2: Right. And she still has got me and she knows when she wants something <laughs> like I was working the other day and then she needed something before she went to school and she comes down and I don't care if she calls me David dad, it doesn't matter. Right. But then she comes down and she's, Daddy. I was like, turn around. What do you want? She's like, I want to go shopping. I'm like, All right, let's go. And we go shopping. And my, my my wife calls me. She's like, Where did you guys go? I was like, She needed to go shopping. She's, you won't even go shopping with me, but you'll take her. Yes. Um, yes. yes.
0: I feel like That's I'm not awesome.
3: supposed to answer that, but you already know the answer to this question. My daughter. <laughs> You're welcome. My daughter wanted a cookie, and my wife said no. And so she comes into the family room where I met with my son and she's just daddy yum yum. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yup. Oh, I... It's something about it. I don't know what
1: it is. But it gets Wrapped you. around that finger.
0: Yeah. So for me, um, like we, we adopted my daughter. So what makes her special is that even though there's not that biological link I can see a lot of myself in the way that she acts and the way she carries herself and everything like that. So, I mean, she, she might not be mine biologically, but she is the legacy that I'm leaving behind. So that's, that's uh, what's special for her.
1: That's awesome. So mine, uh, so my daughter, you know, she, she sings all the time. I mean, she'll sing in the shower. She'll sing while we're driving somewhere. She, she literally sings while she eats. You know, she'll be, <laughs> she'll be humming stuff. And, uh, and we always thought it was weird. but We're kind of like, you know, Avery, like, shut up, <laughs> you know, <laughs> finish your food but uh one day you know so i have a guitar and i've been playing for a while i'm I'm not any good i still suck just as much as i did 20 years ago but uh you know one day i just started playing and she came in and just read me the riot act boy i mean she started belting it out my wife just instantly hit the record button and uh i listened to it at least once a week like it, she has the voice of an angel and maybe it's just daddy right but i'll tell you like i I don't care. I don't care if she's singing in front of thirty thousand people or if it's just me. Like, she sounds amazing, and so I, that's really dope for me. Um, but I'll tell you, um, you know, and, I, and I'm pretty open about this in the book, and, and I'm not proud of it. But uh, you know, I used to work from home, and uh, and so it's it's difficult. I, I, I know David, you said I think you said you work from home, right?
2: Some yeah, uh, m- sometimes, I have a couple days a week.
1: Got you. So I I struggled with like turning. It off, you know, like, you know, when you drive to work, like now uh, I drive to work and it's like a 25 minute drive. So I have time to wind up to get to work and then time to wind down, you know. Um, but when I work from home, I didn't have that time. You know, I would be taking meetings while I'm waiting at the bus stop for my kid, you know, and, um, and I'd have to put it on mute. Like, hey, how was your day? I got to hop back on this call. You know, I'll, I'll talk to you in 10 minutes or whatever. Um, but one day I, uh, it was early in the morning. I had a, I had a call and I had to run out and get fingerprints Something I worked for a public safety company at the time. Um, I had to go get my fingerprints, um, but I was having a, a pretty rough morning and it was right before they were to go to school. Um, and my son did something. I, to this day, I can't remember what it was, but I, I teed off and I, I, I would go as far as to say I verbally abused him. You know, I, I was loud, I was aggressive and I shouldn't have been. And I'll tell you, I went to that fingerprint place and I felt like absolute crap. Um, I was thinking about all day about how I would apologize to him. Uh, you know, I ran some errands while I was out and about. And the entire time, like, I I, I blacked out, you know, uh, all day. Like, just, I, I was, yeah, I was grabbing items off shelves and I was checking out the register. But the whole time, I'm just thinking about, like, how am I going to apologize to this kid? Like, I was, I was wrong. Like, I should not have done that. And so, uh, you know, the end of the day comes, he gets off the bus and he kind of, you know, goes to his room while I'm on a call and I go in there and I'm like, Hey man, I I really want to talk to you about something. He's like, yes, dad, you know, and he just completely forgot, you know, and, and it's not that he forgot, it's that he forgave me. And I think that's what makes him so special, man. He can forgive me being that much of a jerk and, you know, I, to this day, like, and I mentioned this in the book, but to this day, I still haven't forgiven myself for what I did, and that little dude forgave me for for that, and that was impressive, man.
0: Yeah, the kids uh, have such a capacity for for love and compassion, um, and I hope my daughter never loses it. Yeah. Um, but it's it's hard not to beat yourself up, especially when you snap at something like that. Uh, Absolutely. I, I constantly, like I'll, I'll get over overstimulated, um, trying to do chores and, and podcast stuff and take care of my daughter and take care of the do- dogs. Um, and it's just like one small thing happens and you just, it all comes tumbling down. Yeah. Um, and that, that's really, that's a part of being human. Like we're, we're not going to be perfect all the time our biggest thing that we need to do is it's about how we bounce back from that. Um, so the fact that you, you felt the need to apologize. Um, I I can tell you now, like my dad verbally abused all the time, never once. I have never, I mean, he's dead now, but I never got an apology from him for anything. Um, so that that's, I think that's a lot of growth there as, as far as the generation of parents that we, strive to be
1: for sure yeah i think there's some solace to be found in that i mean like i said i still haven't forgiven myself and honestly i don't think i deserve forgiveness but i will say that you know just thinking about the situation and how i can be better next time and and it's never happened since and i can guarantee you it will never happen again but i'll tell you like just thinking about it i feel better than 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 my my dad's when i grew up you know because I, i i didn't get it either Um, But, you know, dads then didn't. It was a different day and age. It was a different time. And, you know, it it helped me grow by showing me what not to be, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's 100% the truth. Yeah, I think Um, that
3: speaks volumes about you because it's still there. It's still in your head and reminding you, you know, that says something about you and your character and your drive to be a good dad and the fact that you remember it. And then that, yeah motivates you to and be honestly
1: heard? like for sure and you know i'm i'm hoping that somebody somewhere picks this book up reads that story and learns from my mistake you know
0: yeah and and just to put your mistakes out there publicly that's um <laughs> that's hard
1: oh for sure there's going to be plenty of judgment, <laughs> you know. If, <laughs> if if this book makes it as far as as I'm willing to take it, yeah, there's going to be a lot of judgment. But I'm hoping that you know by that time that people realize you know where I've where I've come from, where we're going, and where my kids are. And you know, yeah, I don't know if you guys have done this yet, but I really want to. When we fire up this podcast, you know, six dads, we got a lot of kids to to rotate through. But I really want to interview my kids on a podcast, man. It's i did so not amazing. want to put
2: my four-year-old in front of a microphone and an <laughs> he, he audience because he already walks in front of the mirror in his underwear and goes hey chicks <laughs> literally did that i was like what are you doing where did you hear that from he goes i don't know he's like i was like oh man i am in so much trouble no he can never be in front of a microphone or camera he will take the spotlight
0: yeah, my daughter will just talk about Elsa or um, just the random thing. She's on a mouse kick mouse. lately. Mouse. Yeah, so she she will be sitting there, and all of a sudden she she'll pretend to have a, a baby mouse, and she's like, "Here, take the mouse." It's like, "I don't want the mouse. I don't know where you got it from."
2: Oh man, you, you got just... well, At least we had an imaginary dog, even though we had a dog. An <laughs> imaginary dog, when Rex, that, that was with us for a long time.
1: Wait, uh, he, he had a name. A
2: story about how he came up. Uh, <laughs> He was the pre- the prior owner mm-hmm. dog, and he stayed. And we were like, "What?" Like I had to stop the car one day in the road because she was distraught that we left Rex behind. So I stopped in the road, opened the door, and then she was like, "Oh, he got in." And I shut the door and then took off. And I was like, "All right."
1: It's
0: probably yeah. a ghost. Yeah,
1: you know, I'm. <laughs> I don't know if I'm into that scene, but they say that kids can sense that yeah. stuff.
3: Oh, like,
2: she Rex said it's around for a long so-
3: time, like years before, I, before like, he crossed over to get concerned <laughs> you, you, you totally just reminded me the kids and that kind of stuff when my son was i don't know year he's talking but not a lot and we had a person over that was uh watching him and she had him up on the changing table changing him and she told us that uh he apparently mid-changed looked over her shoulder up at the corner of the room and just went hi and waved at him. And she was just like nope Yep, I'm
2: out.
0: Oh and man. enough of it, enough horror movies to know that we're moving <laughs> also, Sam and Dean.
3: Yeah. We're still in the same house and everything.
0: Oh. Uh, so. <laughs> oh man. No. Uh so for for Village Wisdom, you've you've mentioned a couple times that that you're going in the route of a podcast. Have you have you guys actually started it yet or you're just looking into um the aspects of podcasting?
1: Yeah, we haven't started it. You know, I've been I've been doing a lot of research and and certainly listening to a ton of them. And uh, I think we're going to start it up soon. You know, and I, I think as far as like topics go and like discussion, you know, we have 30 31 questions in the book. And so how, you know, kind of along the same lines as I was talking about earlier, I didn't want to introduce bias by reading others uh, responses. And so all the other dads didn't read the book until it was in their hands, you know? And so I think there's going to be, I have a ton of questions. And so I think there's going to be a lot of questions from the other dads on certain topics. So I think we'll be able to, you know, turn each prompt into a Mm -hmm. show. Um, And then, you know, from there kind of, you know, spawn, you know, the interviews with the kids and, and everything else. And by that time, you know, I think it's going to be time to bring the moms in and we can even incorporate the moms with, dad's responses and then dad's with mom's responses you know i think we got plenty of content lined up and and obviously with having guests on the show i mean we've got a lot in the shoot we just need to uh put some some gas on the fire you know
0: yeah and i think with uh with with six dads on a podcast um like one question could last you probably three or four episodes
1: Oh, for sure. Well, you know, <laughs> two, two of the dads are 60 plus, so they can't figure out yeah. how to turn a mic on, <laughs> Yeah, but the others, uh, yeah. David, I, <laughs> looking at you.
2: Yes, I forgot to plug my mic and headphones <laughs> in, okay? I forgot and couldn't figure can, out why it wasn't working for like 15 minutes today.
1: He can turn it on. He just can't plug it in.
0: <laughs> so since you've, since you've started this project, um, how has it affected you as a parent? Has it changed you? For the better or worse, do you look at things differently?
1: Oh, man. It's been incredible, honestly. I mean, I, I, I've actually, i actually I I've blogged about this on like a personal blog that nobody will ever see, but um, <laughs> and I will print it out for my kids eventually. But, uh, you know, it was like the, I don't know, the fourth or fifth prompt, and, you know, we were writing them on a daily basis. So every day for like, you know, for me, it took me like 30 to 45-ish minutes to finish a prompt, you know. And uh, so you're constantly thinking about your kids and kind of like retrospectively thinking about your sp- yourself introspectively, you know, and uh, about uh, about just being a dad. And so it was like the fourth or fifth day and I came home from work and I was beat, man. It was a long day. I woke up early uh, to work out or whatever. I went to work, had a, had a rough day, came home. And I just, I remember lounging on the couch, just browsing Facebook, Reddit, whatever it was. And my son came in and was like, hey, you want to see the world I made in Minecraft? And, you know, any other day, dude, I would have been like, man, I look, I'm just beat up. Can I see it later? You know, and before the words could even leave my mouth, like I, I just replayed like the previous four days of like sitting at a keyboard, just ferociously typing away at how to be a good dad, you know, and, and, and my failures and my successes, and it all just came rushing over me. And I was like, you know what, I put the phone down. I was like, yeah, you know what I do? I want to build a world, show me how to do it, you know? And so we interacted and, you know, had I not started that book, I would have told him to beat feet, you know? And so it was four or five days in. And so I think a lot of the power of this book comes from like You know, I'm I'm not I'm I'm far from a doctor, but you know I think it's like therapeutic almost to just think about to cognitively think about fatherhood on a daily basis for a month. And at that point, it was just four days. You know, so imagine what it's done to me over over thirty. But uh, yeah, it, it was it certainly changed me. And and talking to the other dads, I think it changed them as well, maybe in different ways. But it really opened my eyes, took the blanket off actually.
0: Yeah, and I think with our with our brains, once we start doing it, it becomes habit. So the, those good habits form, and we're just doing it without thinking after a while.
1: Yep, yeah. and honestly, you know, I've been spending a ton of time on on promotion and marketing and researching and and just you know doing all this dad stuff. Um, it's it's carried on. You know, th- this project kind of, you know, it was birth around, you know, November, December of last year. So it's been six or seven months. And, uh, and I haven't stopped doing dad stuff for the book since. And honestly, like, I don't want (laughs) to, you know, like it's, it's made me become a better dad. And so like, it's not me anymore. My kids deserve it.
0: Yeah. Um, and that, that's kind of like for our podcast, that's, that's the route we wanted to go to, to help dads. Um, and I mean, just between me and and David and and I don't think John you were on the podcast, but David had said something about just muting his phone when dealing with his kids, like interacting with his kids, not dealing with them. Yeah. Um, and and I've kind of started taking that, and I'm, I've been more cognizant of just me having my phone in my hand when when dealing with my my daughter.
2: Oh yeah, I lose my phone all the time. I turn it off. I have to keep it within 50 feet of me because it's also my diabetic sensor. Mm-hmm. So it's no. my scan. But at the same time, uh, you can put on airplane mode, Bluetooth will still work and you can turn on the Bluetooth. So that's what I do. I don't get any notifications, stuff like that. That's yeah. awesome. Because otherwise we do, right? We get sucked into the staring at your phone, doing this, doing that, researching, whatever. Sometimes it's just like, all right, I got to not do that now.
1: Yeah. And that's... you know, uh, go, ahead. go ahead. Sorry. But like, you know, w- when we were kids, when I was a kid, it, you know, m- my dad was, uh, you know, reading the paper, you know, it was paper or magazines or, you know, back in that day, you know, and I, I recently put something up about this, but, you know, back in that day, they didn't have the internet, you know, like AOL and Net Zero were like just starting to pop <laughs> off and they're trying to figure out how to stop disconnections when my sister would want to call her boyfriend, <laughs> you know, and so like, you know they had to have phone conversations. And so oftentimes, I mean, my dad would punt me out of the house and be like, hey, I'm calling grandma or coworker or friend. You know, they were constantly on that. Trying to get phone time in my household, impossible. You know, they're all trying to keep in touch with each other. And now it's just a a different world. But I'll tell you, like, it just, if you're not careful, it can take over your world, you know. And it's important. It's important to put that phone down.
2: Oh, yeah. Growing up, I was never, we were never inside by the house right me yep. and my brother were all right go play i don't want to see you till it's dark or somebody got hurt like, <laughs> <Yeah. that> would, <laughs> are you bleeding yeah is it a lot no Then go back and play like <laughs> that was
1: that what was, was my dad what was your favorite thing to do as a kid
2: oh man i probably playing in the woods next to my mom's house
1: same like yeah, the
2: woods but, but so it was different there so i'm i'm from right where michigan and ohio come together right and in the woods it was All overgrown and mostly cottonwoods. And there was actually an old hotel there that burned down like, I don't know, 20 years before I was even born. And so you still had like the concrete floor and the pipes and stuff like that. We ended up using it for paintball and a bunch of stuff growing up, but it was always in those woods right there.
1: That's awesome. We
2: were always over there.
1: We did the same stuff.
0: We had the woods until we found a homeless person living there and then we weren't allowed (laughs) in there anymore. (laughs)
2: so we didn't find a homeless person but they did catch a bank robber in the woods next to my mom's house she was like literally a quarter mile from the state line right on uh us 24 which is like before expressways right was like the main road so there's little hotels everywhere so most of the guys would get across the state line and that's where they would hide out my mom's house has been on the the tv at least (laughs) I don't know, a dozen times somebody arrested in her front
1: yard. I'd be out there looking for bags of money.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Had to have dropped something. (laughs) found it as mine.
1: That's cool. (laughs) Man, we used to play like manhunt and we'd act like we were in the army. You know, we have sticks that were, you know, M4s. and Those were the best times, dude. It probably snowed a lot up where you were, right?
2: Oh, yeah, it did. And so we also had, there was like a hill next to our house. Oh, yeah. We did the sledding there and rolling down it. And oh, we used to try okay. to take our bikes and roll down it and see if we go faster. You we never went faster. It was on <laughs> grass. Like, I don't know what we were thinking.
1: It's just another element to hurt yourself with, you know? Yeah.
2: Oh, we, we were oh, yeah. good at how, that. How
3: we all have not died as kids. I. <laughs> oh. I'm I'm still wondering that sometimes. Me and
2: my brother were talking about that the other day. We're like, how did one of us? Because I'm pretty sure from the time I was 12 until I was 20, either me or my brother, once every three months, ended up in the ER for being hurt for doing something. Stupid. <laughs> oh, that's why man. your back hurts oh. all the time. Oh yeah, that's, that's, that's why I had back
3: surgery at 34. Right, like yeah. a lot of dumb stuff. My Oof. my parents moved into a house into a you know, newly developing neighborhoods. We had a lot of new construction around us. And so me and the few other kids in the neighborhood at the time, we just wait until the construction guys would go home, sneak over, get some, you know, spare wood, some extra nails, go to the biggest tree in the neighborhood and just build. Right. And then other kids, like on the other side of the neighborhood, those kids also found out about it. And so they came over and did it too. And so, You know, there was like one grand summer when I was in middle school that we had like 20 kids at different times coming to this big tree with scraps of wood and nails and whatever we could find and just made the most rickety, uncoordinated (laughs) treehouse monstrosity that I don't know why no one stopped us, but how we, we didn't bothering them <laughs> yeah i guess so i mean the tree was kind of out, out of the way intentionally so we thought the parents wouldn't find it you know but i mean we we had we had an entire section that was i don't know what kind of degree of slant that thing was at but it was not safe you know and no railings you know there'd be a handhold there and then you'd have to literally jump for the next handhold and but it was great, you know. But how we don't dead, but die, great. I don't
0: know. Solid construction
1: there. Oh. Have you guys been, have you guys been back? Like as adults? Uh, is it still there?
3: I'm pretty sure that tree is not there. Oh.
0: <laughs> See, that, that'd be fantastic if, like, each generation of, of child co- would come Kids. back yeah. and, and they would build on to it and fix whatever was broken down and stuff like that it was so not it's like that, that big of a tree <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like one of the what is it the uh the never-ending soup or whatever where you you take a soup and then you you like just keep adding to it um it's it's like it's a it's the base of the original soup but like people have this, this soup that lasts for years because they keep adding to it.
2: That, that sounds, sounds cool. unsanitary. <laughs> Probably, but
0: God, I bet you it tastes amazing. Yeah. Um, it does not we'll
2: sound
1: like you should eat that. I don't
0: Wonder think it's could... called endless soup or something like that. It's like never ending soup. I don't know. It's not like Olive Garden.
1: Amazon's got to have it, right?
0: <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I'll have to find the video and share it with you guys. Um, but John, uh, host John and David, do you guys have any questions?
2: No man, it sounds like it's a pretty good book. I'm looking forward to yeah. ordering it here soon.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah. where where can people find the book?
1: Yeah, so it's available uh, at village wisdom dot com. Uh, some sad soul already stole village wisdomcom dot com, so we had to, oh, to add the old hyphen in there. But uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh, you know it's yeah we're. We're really excited for it. This thing is, uh, you know, it's just getting off the runway, but the sky's the limit. So we're we're super stoked. Very cool. Very cool.
0: And the uh, the website is honestly, it's it's very well put together. Did you do that?
1: Yeah. Well, I I, I cheated. <laughs> <laughs> we, I going to say it's it's way better than what we do.
0: <laughs> yeah. We don't have a website.
1: I'm a I'm a I'm a tech nerd, so I I know I know where to find all the all the cool tools and trinkets, but. <laughs> Can't take credit for it all, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I mapped it out, but uh, it's gone through probably eight or ten different variations, iterations. But uh, I think that's the one that we're going to kind of settle on for now. And you know, mm-hmm. once I think we're going to label the mom's version, uh, Village Wisdom as well. Haven't quite come up with a catchy title yet. The working title is just like you know, Mom's Edition. But um, we'll come up with something better, and eventually, it'll kind of shift to a more family setting but for now it's it's all about fatherhood and you know I think I think one of the most kind of impactful moments with it you know and I, I honestly I'm kind of blacked out when we started this thing just because I'm so excited to be here but <laughs> but I'll tell you like one of the most impactful moments that I've had if I didn't already tell you guys was You know, uh, after I gave my mom, so I was cheap and my mom was in Florida and I didn't want to send her the book because she was coming like a a week or two later, she was going to be in town, you know, so I, I handed it to her um, and, you know, she, she went to town that night started reading and the morning after, you know, we grab our coffee and she's like, you know, we, we got to talk, I got questions. And so we proceeded to sit on our, you know, our, our swinging chair thing that my wife put up a year or so ago. And uh, we had one of the deepest conversations that I've ever had. It is the deepest conversation that I've ever had with my mom. And so, you know, I, I came to a realization that day, and it was great. I love talking to my mom like that. I love going deep with her and, and kind of like understanding, like real root and emotion, and 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 real understanding of of what we we're talking about and subject matter. Um, but I came to a realization that this book is it's kind of for like that relationship enrichment you know it it has the potential you know and like like i said my my wife had questions after reading it you know and i've known her forever and uh and i think it's just like it was us being vulnerable and and the questions that nobody would ever ask us or ask you guys you know and uh and a, a really cool aspect that i don't even think i haven't even mentioned it yet and we're whatever 40 some minutes into this but we left intentionally blank pages between chapters or prompts Mm. so that the reader can add their own responses to it and pass it down to their kids. So eventually after, you know, two or three generations, not only will you have like dad's journal, I'm doing the dad uh, air quotes for those that are listening to the audio, (laughs) but um, you know, you'll have your grandfather's handwriting in the book and you're reading through it. I mean, that, I can't think of anything more impactful than that right now. You know, it's, so it's, I'm super excited to see where this thing goes.
0: Yeah. Um, so not only is it, it, your book, but you're making it, um, David's book, David's book. Yeah. Or it it can evolve. It's, it's a living thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's fantastic. Cool. Yeah.
2: Yeah, the handwriting that's... thing is neat because uh, both me and my wife have a tattoo with handwriting from somebody that we lost. So I have mine from my grandmother and she has it from her dad. So it oh, has man. dad written in his handwriting.
1: I just got the chills. That's awesome. I'm, I'm going to do that too. <laughs> I, I'm stealing that. Not your, not <laughs> your handwriting. <but laughs> no, yeah, I
2: get you. Oh no, yeah, I did that for uh, my grandmother's and then he, she did it for her, her dad's. We lost We lost them both in the same month.
1: Ah, uh, how did you make it through, man?
2: I... That, that was a rough go. Um, we were also fairly new into the relationship, so it was that's a stressor. Yeah, and yeah, one we saw like so. My grandmother was in her mid nineties, right, and she was sick for a while, so we knew it was coming. And then her dad was actually at work, and he had a a rhythmic interruption. So for some reason, his heart just stopped beating
3: mm.
2: for wow. a moment, and so he was at work, and then we lost him that way. So one was unexpected, and one wasn't, and it's was just crazy.
0: Even wow. if you expected it, it doesn't make it any easier. Yeah. It doesn't it's
2: make it easier. Expected. No, it's just like having the two different things happen in the same.
1: Oh, so like close together. It was, yeah.
3: made it really exhausting, month.
1: Oh, For sure. That tattoo, Mentally exhausting.
3: The tattoo part, that's a, a binding, that's a bonding of the two of you, you know. Yeah. And we both got those tattoos at the same, at the same time. Yeah. So cool. That's awesome. Except I, I hate needles, so I could never do a tattoo.
1: <laughs> I uh, I show. want
0: a tattoo. I hate needles as well, but I donate blood and stuff like that. Hmm. I, I I figure a tattoo can't be any worse than, than a <laughs> bone marrow. Wow. So. No,
2: the tattoo doesn't even really, I mean, Why you it's that? uncomfortable. Like it's uncomfortable. When you get to the middle of the chest, that was painful. That uh, one was rough. I was like, all right, you can that was the first time I've ever actually had to tap out. I was like, yeah, nope, I need a minute.
3: If I continue to have needle talk, I'm gonna have to take off the headphones (laughs) tomorrow. Yeah, that sternum part of your chest.
2: That that's painful.
1: Uh, No thanks.
2: That's where my kids tattoo is at is through here, and Hmm. so I need to get something to go past here. And mm-hmm. I, I just He's,
3: can't bring myself to go do this continuing. part yet, so that way I can finish it. <laughs> but man, this yeah. right here hurts so bad.
1: John's cringing right now. I am. Yeah. I,
3: the worst part is I know exactly what tattoo I would do if I had to have one, but I will never get it. I found out years ago, my family, I'm Scottish, and they, my ancient family heritage has a crest of a red boar. And so I cool. know I would get that on my shoulder, but I will never get it.
1: <laughs> henna. henna. Henna doesn't hurt. I, yeah.
0: <laughs> you can get like a temporary tattoo. <laughs>
3: That's a, a
0: wet washcloth and just kind of put hate, it on there. I hate it. Right right my, my
3: kids constantly yeah. want me to do the temporary tattoos, and I am the king of screwing up temporary tattoos. I really listen
0: them. That's how we're getting my daughter to potty train. It's, I mean, oh. it's still not working, but <laughs> she at least likes the tattoos.
1: Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> That's a good idea. That's unique.
0: Yeah. She, she likes the, the colors and everything. She goes to daycare and shows everybody your sleeve. Um. <laughs> somebody's
1: somebody's gonna listen to this and it's gonna work. That's I cool. hope
0: so. I hope it works for someone because my daughter's so strong willed <laughs> Like, because
2: it's not working for me. <laughs> yeah, she
0: she will potty train when she wants to. Yeah. Like she knows how, she knows everything about it. She just does not do it because she simply does not want to.
2: Mm. So that's how my daughter was, and then like all of a sudden one day she's like, I wanna wear big girl panties and she never had an accident. Like, we like yeah. took her to the bathroom and stuff like that, but we weren't even really actively trying. And then she was just like, no, I don't want to wear diapers anymore. I don't want to wear I, pull-ups.
0: I hate everyone that has uh, those easy stories because um, a couple weeks ago, I mean, my daughter pooped in the bathtub oh. just because she did not want to get out. And like, I turned around to get a towel to get her out. And all I hear is daddy. I pooped in the bathtub. <laughs> turn around she wasn't lying all right that's gross
2: so for my for my son he was way more difficult but he was easy to train with poop because he did not like how it felt so he like by 18 months he was pooping in Uh the in the toilet because he hated it but he was like almost actually he was really close to four or just after four before we finally got him to pee on the toilet like (laughs) it took for we're like why is this i was like but also I wasn't that mad because I'm like, I'll change
3: pee diapers all day. I don't really care about that. I don't want to change the poop. My son just was... pooping in the toilet. I didn't push it that hard after that. My son was 100% the opposite. He had pee down within like a week, but poop took forever. <laughs> it was awful. But yet my, my daughter will tell you that she has to go, but then you take her to the toilet and she screams.
1: Whoa. Yeah, she yeah.
3: does not want to sit on there. But she tells you that she has to go.
1: Well, that's that's a start. Yeah. You got to start somewhere. She looks at you but...
3: and will say daddy poopy. <laughs> and then she goes.
0: Parent, parenting is so glamorous.
1: Oh, yeah. oh my gosh.
0: Um but so uh village-wisdom.com is is the website and there you can find links to your Facebook and Instagram. Yep. Um and the Instagram handle is
1: village.wisdom. Okay. Yeah. We're mixing um, it up, you know, trying to keep everybody <laughs> on their toes.
0: <laughs> so, uh, is there anything that, that you want to, to tell everyone, um, as far as, as your final message there?
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I think we covered it all. We went from really deep conversation about our kids to poo in bathtubs due to I mean, What else <laughs> is there? But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, mean I, we're, we're, <laughs> we're incredibly proud of the book. And I'll say that, you know, um, this was a labor of love and we did it for our kids. And I think we recognize the impact that it can potentially have on, you know, our village and, and everybody else's, you know, own village. Um, and so I, I would urge people to get out there and do it, um, get the book, you know, the book's 30 bucks, so, it's not super cheap, but it's also not expensive. And I'll tell you, like, if, if there's a remote 1% possibility of somebody experiencing the, the the fatherhood revolution that I did in writing it and, you know, organizing this whole thing and just putting it out there for the whole world to see, I think it's worth it. And so, uh, yeah, I, I would urge anybody to get out there and get a copy. I mean, I, we've got a free chapter on the site. Um, the ebook's there for super cheap, too. But, um, you know, I, I think the real value... and we purposely, you know, avoided a softback just because we figured a hardback would stand the test of time better. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, it's something that you can respond to on the blank pages and then put it up on a shelf and give to somebody, you know, as you know, a father's day gift or a wedding present or a baby shower, you know, it's, it's there, there's a lot of potential there. Um, but you know, aside from all the, the gift crap, it's just something that's, truly amazing you can pass down to your kids that that'll mean a lot more than you know a nerf gun or a super soaker unless you're targeting neighbor kids but <laughs> it's, uh, yeah we're yeah, really super proud of soaker
2: it. Is the hose <laughs>
1: yeah. remember how irony that water used to taste oh yeah <laughs> oh, but
0: it hit the spot after all day yeah. in the sun yeah yeah
2: uh, <laughs> I told the neighborhood kids we were going to drink out of the hose the other day And they looked at me like I was nuts And I was like what and My wife's like they don't drink out of the hose anymore I'm like well we're drinking out of the hose today
0: <laughs> So yeah This this project like you said it, It's it's made out of From from a place of love um, And really the name fits Perfectly because it does Take a village to raise a child yeah. um, And Honestly I think that's about as bad as it gets If you enjoyed this episode, give us a rate and review. Your feedback fuels us and helps us reach more parents and make a positive impact on their lives. Are you looking for a daily dose of dad jokes? Follow us on Instagram at asdadasitgetspod. There you can find the latest dad jokes and keep up with the latest news and updates about our podcast. Also, do you have a parenting question or do you want to spotlight a dad? Reach out to us by email at asdadasitgets at gmail.com.